Welcome to the Mina Surge podcast, the ultimate source for all things Web3 and fintech related in the Mina region. Powered by Fintech Surge and Future Blockchain Summit, taking place at Dubai Harbor, October 15th through 18th, alongside Expand Northstar and in association with Jitex Global. I'm happy to be joined by our partners today from Cointelegraph Mina. Cointelegraph is the leading Web3 publication covering all the latest trends in blockchain, Web3, and fintech for the region. Hey everyone, I'm Dr. Nishata Satsa, the creative director at Cointelegraph Mina. Today I have a special guest, Nino, here, who will be talking about AI and NFTs. So Nino, um, I just want to give the audience a quick background about you and Mainly, how, how did you get into the AI space? What got you to Dubai? And what's going on with this NFT thing that you're doing? Yeah, first of all, thanks, Nish, for having me here today. Um, I'm super excited about the current uh, state of the world because everybody's so excited about ChatGPT and other tools like MidJourney and AI is finally like breaking through into the mainstream. Uh, it reminds me a little bit also about the time when um, like ICOs and crypto broke through to the mainstream like in 2017. Uh, a similar vibe and um, there are so many things going on and what I'm trying to do now every day is trying to navigate the landscape and really see like how are these like new technologies and these new worlds are fitting together mm-hmm. and then um, of course getting educated about them like being aware of certain things. But also, like me personally, I'm always looking like, hey, how can I get onto the latest trend? How can I leverage this? Is it, is it crypto? Is it AI? Is it a combination of both maybe? Uh, maybe it's even like robotics, uh, autonomous cars. So I'm always excited about uh, exciting stuff, basically. Yeah, that's really cool. So how did you get in the space, though? Yeah, the, um, so uh, I used to work for uh, Deutsche Bank for 10 years. I have a background in business and IT as well, so I can uh, I can navigate uh, both worlds. And in 2016, um, after I quit uh, Deutsche, I discovered uh, Bitcoin for the first time. At that exchange, it was super difficult uh, back in the days to, to find a good exchange or to buy crypto, but they were also selling Ethereum and uh, a, a token called Steam, which was linked to a social media platform, which rewards you in crypto for posting social media stuff which was to me just uh, insane right so that got me into the space and then of course if you have ethereum as a software developer you start uh, working on smart contracts learning solidity so that basically um, got me started into the space and um, you asked me about also like dubai Um, i live in dubai now for one year Um, i think dubai is now the the number one city as as a hub in terms of innovation, in terms of uh, being crypto friendly, mm-hmm. and the community here is just uh, huge, right? And, and amazing. Yeah. There are so many things you can do. Um, so, yeah, I moved here a year ago, but the whole story actually started. So, the first time I was in Dubai as a non tourist was for Future Blockchain Summit in uh, 2018. So, before COVID and everything started. And uh, there was a super, so Future Blockchain Summit was just uh, one exhibition very intimate, uh, very like everyone at the at the community was aware about crypto. There was a lot uh, about conversation and uh, I was invited because I had a startup back in the days um, that was uh, experimenting uh, autonomous driving and how could autonomous driving be linked to crypto and 
I'm a very pragmatic guy, so I was like thinking about it, but then I said, you know what, if there is no one in the car, who is paying for like grocery shopping? Who is paying for, so if, if, uh, if the car gives you a, a ride, like who are you going to pay if yeah. there's nobody in the car, right? So my idea was like, if we have autonomous driving cars everywhere, each car should have its dedicated crypto wallet, of course, right? So mm -hmm. it can do grocery shopping, it can do Uber, Uber rides or Kareem rides uh, here in the region. So I built a nice little prototype with an RC car, put a Raspberry Pi on the back. The Raspberry Pi had a crypto wallet and then the car was driving around. And then out of a pizza box with the Raspberry Pi, I built a parking spot. So the car was driving on the parking spot. And then as long as the, the car was on top of it, um, they were communicating and sending microtransactions, completely autonomous, mm -hmm. no humans involved. And then when the car took off, the transaction, the, the connection breaks, and then the transactions basically stop. So, so wait, when you say Raspberry Pi, do yeah. you mean like a proper Raspberry Pi, like a literal Raspberry Pi? Oh yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, that's the, the, the techie side coming through. So a Raspberry Pi for the non-tech uh, savvy uh, people is like, a, it's a small device, basically um, everything that your laptop or your iPhone has, like a, a CPU, uh, some, some things that run a computer. So a Raspberry Pi is the smallest, most affordable form at the moment, how to build your own computer. Okay. Okay. And when you say pizza box, is that a literal pizza box? I, I was thinking about several options. Uh, I got a quote from a company that would have built me something really fancy. Um, but I thought it's not really the main focus if the parking spot looks nice or not. So yeah. I just decided to take a pizza box, wrap it in a light blue uh, wrapping and just paint like a parking <laughs> sign on it. So that's how I did. Yeah. Okay, really cool. So um, now how do you see your... <coughs> your model being used going forward yeah so i'm i'm currently so obviously this uh, this project was a little bit uh, ahead of its time because we still in in 2023 we don't have a lot of autonomous driving cars i mean mm -hmm. tesla i think they have the feature but it's not allowed in most regions to actually use it so um for me biggest lessons learned was uh, being too early is also as bad as being too late yeah so you really need to understand uh, the markets and, and understand the current demand. And if you're already working in the field for several years, then you finally, okay, like I tried to tell people about machine learning, deep learning, what now everybody calls AI, but now finally is the time. So we should build something on that, uh, educate around that, um, help other projects to like develop cool products. So how did you identify <coughs> AI as the next biggest trend? What did you look for? Um, you know what, funnily enough, that's also the, um, it started with crypto again. So back to ICO days, um, I was looking at several ICOs. There were so many ideas. The one that really sparked me and I immediately know I'm, I, I want to invest into this ICO was um, an ICO from, uh, from the guys who built Sophia the robot. Mm -hmm. You know, the, um, there was, I think there was the last hype cycle of like AI when, uh, when Sophia was talking in front of the United Nations. Uh, I think uh, even uh, from Saudi Arabia, she got uh, a passport as the first non-human being, mm -hmm. which is pretty like a remarkable milestone of, of humanity, robotics, AI. So <clears throat> the same team that built Sophia the robot, uh, they started a project called SingularityNet. 
And a singularity basically is a, a kind of super AI that knows everything, is aware of anything. So a little bit of a scary concept, but also a little bit of a like, um, fantastic concept, either way how we use it in the future or how it will turn out. Um, so SingularityNet uh, was the first AI crypto project. And then this got me started into like looking deeper into AI also, like what is machine learning, what is deep learning, what are the differences, what kind of uh, code is it using and user base. And then I started uh, developing a very nice example where they, actually everybody can do that. If you have a set of dogs and pictures, images, you can feed this data into an AI and you can either label it first and say these are dogs, these are cats and then feed it into the AI, train it uh, like a little puppy basically, uh, the whole system and then uh, after you train it for a while you're feeding it new a new image mm -hmm. and uh, you don't label it and uh, the, the system, the AI has to decide is this a cat or a dog. Okay. So this is like a very simple form of an AI. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. So um, now you've spoken about AI and how it's exciting, but a lot of people are scared of it. So uh, how do you feel about it? Are you scared of where it will go or are you more bullish on it? Yeah. I mean, usually with every technology, uh, people are usually scared because they don't know what it is, right? If people don't know what it is, usually it's, it's very human to, to be afraid of it. Yeah. Um, I think there are there are potentially a few things that we need to be aware of, and I think some of the discussion in the in the mainstream media is is legit. But me personally, as a as an individual person, I'm always fascinated about new stuff. So my personal mm -hmm. approach is like I want to learn what actually what is it, right? If yeah. I'm reading ChatGPT, ChatGPT, ChatGPT everywhere, uh, I'm in the restaurant, I'm in the car, and everybody's talking about it. I want to use the tool, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want just want to be informed about it. I want to use it. I want to understand it and then play around with it. And um, I think everyone that, that is using this kind of tool for the first time, they are amazed, right? And, and I think what's most fascinating to me is um, if you go inside this tool, it's not specifically to one thing. It's like a complete... Um, like a complete um, horizontal line touching all the verticals. So, yeah. for example, if, um, if I wanted to have the best spaghetti bolognese recipe, I go into ChatGPT and I say, hey, ChatGPT, can you give me uh, an original Italian cooked by an old, lovely Italian grandmother how to make spaghetti bolognese? And then it's giving me like, brrr, it's giving me the recipe, how yeah. to cook it, everything. But if you talk about trading, if you talk about uh, fitness, crypto, uh, it can even make tables now. It can uh, work with uh, GPT-4, can work with uh, images and, and more stuff. So that's usually my approach. I go into this, I look under the hood and, uh, and try to really understand what it is. And then, of course, if I think I could leverage it somehow or if I could help others to leverage it, I would always do that personally. Of course. And you mentioned that it is very horizontal, which means that it's industry agnostic. But what industry do you think is going to be most impacted by AI? That's a really good question. Um, I mean, me personally, I'm, I'm kind of in the feeling, am I drifting? So being six years into crypto, deep down in the rabbit hole, like yeah. every day, 
Uh, now I'm feeling like, hey, am I betraying my crypto community because now I'm moving like more into AI? But I think there is a lot of synergies between blockchain technology and AI. Mm -hmm. um, personally, I think uh, if we talk about autonomous driving, it's going to play a huge role. Um, if we talk about uh, automation of certain things that are like repeatedly, I think it's already doing a good job. Mm -hmm. um, and in general, I just, um, I don't know. I, I, just, I just try to, for example, start a top 10 AI app list. So what are your top 10 AI apps? Mm -hmm. And then people usually start. Um, so I'm, now I'm asking this question to everyone that I'm meeting. And they start, yeah, ChatGPT. ChatGPT is my first one. Then uh, Midjourney is amazing. Uh, and then uh, OpenAI, they also have uh, DALI 2, which is also nice for images. Uh, and then I came across this crazy tool where you can make uh, music. Uh, what is it called again? I forgot the name. But then when it comes to like, what is your number four or five, then people go into, um, uh, I don't really know. So I'm trying to build something right now. My idea is also that I, I want to be involved in building a, an AI platform that educates people, that gathers data and makes it also understandable for the average person. And it's not specifically catered again to software developers. Um, yeah, so big question, but I think to really understand uh, what, what, what is the biggest impact on which industry, I think first we need to get educated more, learn more and, uh, and get rid of this information asymmetry that we have right now and mm -hmm. gather more of the data, talk about it. And not only from a good side, also from a, being a little bit like, um, yeah, I'm not really sure if that's going to help us or not. So like look at it from different angles, but bringing everything together, I think is the, the next uh, step we should all take. Cool. So you're, <coughs> as you mentioned, heavily involved in crypto, but you are also heavily involved in the NFT space. So I want to know how you feel AI and NFTs go hand in hand, because obviously with the endless content that AIs can create, people are wondering whether the scarcity of NFTs is still going to be a thing. What are your thoughts on that? That's another topic where I could spend uh, every day on right now. <laughs> so I need to like, um, yeah. So personally, I think uh, what is super interesting uh, because we, um, me and some of my friends, uh, we own some assets from the Bored Yacht Club, which is still, mm -hmm. even in the bear market, it's still the most uh, well-known and uh, also in terms of pricing, it's still very high priced. Um, the community is great. Uh, the whole thing with the intellectual property is very interesting. So um, one of my friends, he's using his intellectual property uh, as for his like music production and uh, live DJ gigs. So he's using his ape in real life, uh, similar to like uh, Def Punk or Dead Mouse or these kinds of DJs. Mm -hmm. But he's DJ ape basically. So we already have this concept. Uh, we showcased it here in, in Dubai two months ago for the first time. Uh, and we will bring it back, of course, for a future blockchain summit with some uh, secret features as well. Um, so we are looking like how can we, um, how can we put uh, AI into this? Okay. So there are, again, there are so many options. Mm -hmm. um, the first uh, idea that we're working on now that we have certain images of the bored ape that he has as a DJ and then we will use AI animation to create like um, a digital experience while he's DJing as a physical DJ mm -hmm. and then in the backdrop there will be a digital experience that's completely generated by AI so that's one of the many possibilities that's that we will do as a first step. 
Really cool. So from what I understand, it sounds like um, going back to the question, you feel like AI can be used in conjunction with, you know, creating more content, but creating a different experience altogether. Is that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's not uh, so. I mean, there's a the huge discussion is AI taking all of our jobs, yeah. right? You can read this a lot. Um, again, I think it's it's quite natural that people ask this question. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to shift what we do and how we do it. Mm -hmm. And one example is there is a, a new job title now that came out that didn't exist last year. And it's called a prompt engineer. So no. <laughs> I kid you not. It's like I really I'm seeing like advertisements and also people offering this say mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm looking for prompt engineers. And then other people say, hey, I'm a professional prompt engineer Interesting. so in order to use all of these tools of course uh, if you if you go for example into midjourney which is a text to image ai and if you just put in uh, make a nice podcast logo it mm -hmm. will create some images and it will be very fast but it will probably not be the outcome that you are looking for so you're still going back to your designer you're going back and forth with the designer if you have a prompt engineer that knows like how to specifically ask the right question mm -hmm. and how to engineer a prompt in a way you can get astonishing results already. Really and this is also, again, touching all the verticals. Really interesting. Okay, now going back to <coughs> NFTs, how did you get started on this? Tell, tell me more about this Board Ape Yacht Party. So, um, Bore Biat Party basically um, was a bunch of, I mean, if, if, you, if you have an NFT, you're part of a community, right? Mm -hmm. That's what also what people always try to emphasize on, like, hey, what is, is it just a JPEG? Can I right-click, save as? The, the biggest utility that already exists for NFTs is the community. So I was very bullish um, on, uh, on several projects, on Artifact, Clonex. Uh, I bought all of the assets because I'm also a, a sneaker fan and they had the first digital sneakers. Yeah. Then they had these like anime, manga looking avatars, which reminded me a little bit of my teenager days. Uh, and then you're meeting other people who are like basically part of the club, right? Mm -hmm. And then I was looking into projects. Um, my little sister, by the way, she... Uh, she pointed out like, hey, there are so many like uh, very like male dominated NFT projects. Is there something more that is catered towards like female audience or uh, has a big um, female um, community? And then, of course, projects like World of Women came out uh, and like emphasizing on getting women more into the tech space, uh, learning solidity and, and emphasizing on that. So I was part of I think at one point I was part of like 30 or 40 communities mm -hmm. and then um, yeah, I think I narrowed down a little bit again to like see okay which are like the really uh, exciting communities and then the Board Ape Yacht Club is is still one of the most exciting and honestly craziest communities if you talk to other people and if, if you say hey there is a, a Dubai boat show coming up uh, we are the Board Ape Yacht Club, we should rent a yacht and just do something together, then it can actually happen. So that's mm -hmm. what like this community really makes things happen. I love that. And I do yeah. notice that as well. I feel like uh, the ape community specifically is one that is really close-knit and really um, well put together. Everyone's always helping each other out. Uh, I think they are <laughs> a ideal definition of what a community should be like as well. Yeah. Yeah.
I think so as well. And they're very creative and people are really looking. If you look at all the products and the side projects that sparked not from, uh, I mean, you have Yuga Labs who owns the project, mm -hmm. but then you have the people who own a particular ape and there are a lot of people using their ape for bot vapes, for example, for their DJ business. Um, there is a, even like a, in, in the US, there is a, a fast food burger restaurant, which is yeah. called um, Bored and Hungry. And there's tons of other projects where people are actually using this and it's sparking their own creativity. Yeah. And I like that a lot. And and also the the whole IP rights is very straightforward with them. If you own an ape, you can use your ape for whatever you want within the legal terms. Of course, there are some terms uh, and you don't own the main uh, IP. But you, with your ape, you can do whatever you want if it's something positive for the rest of the world. So recently, uh, there was news that India will be taxing NFTs as crypto um, and, you know, defaulters could face jail time uh, for tax evasion. So I want to know what your thoughts are on something like this. Yeah, it's, um, it's a very important uh, topic, which we should not uh, neglect. Uh, I am aware of the discussion uh, from the, in the United States, uh, from the SEC, always if, if your NFT doesn't have any utility, which is bad for the holders uh, the SEC is completely fine with it because it's just a digital image basically but if you're going the route that it has utility which is good again for the community then the SEC was always taking the stance to my knowledge at least that if it has uh, utility it's regulated like a security you need to do the filing you need to be compliant you need to do basically everything that a, that a bank has to do right you need to do KYC AML um, which is, of course, if that's the case, you need to do that, right? But then again, there were there were never a lot of like clear laws or clear guidelines, so there was a lot of confusion, I guess. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, if you're coming back to the situation in India, I think what it what this kind of statement creates is a lot of confusion and and anxiety. And I think this is always like a bad thing. Um, of course, people should be aware now if they're doing something that uh, that will get them into into trouble. Uh, I'm not a lawyer, so they should probably like uh, consult with uh, with the lawyer. But then, sometimes even to find the lawyer that is up to date with the latest trends is also another challenge, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, I think this is a very tricky but very important uh, topic where people should be aware. And um, I'm still not sure 100% which side I'm on if regulation is good or bad for crypto and NFTs in general, but. I know for a fact that like creating this uncertainty and anxiety is a bad thing. Yeah. So either way, which route governments will go, they should create clear guidelines and they should create clarity so that people know, okay, if I do this and that, it's legal. But if I do uh, this and that, it's not legal. Mm -hmm. I think it can also be quite confusing for regulators because... They don't come from this background. And as you mentioned, finding a lawyer that is specialized in Web3 is also a challenge on its own. Yeah. So uh, how long do you think th the industry needs to be regulated? It, it will happen ultimately. Yeah, yeah. Wait, uh, let me take my crystal ball. I will ask him. Crystal ball, <laughs> what do you think? Uh, how long will it take? Um, <laughs> nobody knows. <laughs> but... Um, I think it's, it's again, similar to like uh, the days when the internet just first started, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in the beginning, nobody knew what is the internet, 
Uh, can I put my things on the internet? Can I have a shop on the internet? Is it allowed to have payments on the internet? Uh, similar type of confusion and I think it's normal with new technology that you have this kind of baby infant stage and then just the, everything the world needs to mature and then again I'm hoping that it will not take uh, a lot of time to get rid of this uncertainty and anxiety and that we will have more clarity uh, rather sooner than later hopefully. Interesting. So um, <coughs> communities are really important for NFT projects. How do you think uh, uh, projects that are just building can build that community? I mean, uh, in the last year, we've seen about 90% of the projects in the NFT space crash. Uh, so I think now more than ever, community building is really important. How, what tips and advice would you give to other companies looking to kick off? Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, so my personal approach, again, is I, I, I'm always looking for an exciting and engagement uh, aspect of building a community. So one thing, again, coming back to the Board Ape Yacht Club, if you have an ape, you can create whatever, you can connect to others, you have access to the, to the club, basically, um, you can talk to everybody and you don't need to ask anyone for permission to do, to do a gathering, to do a small event, to do a meetup, uh, to just meet with a few other people in your community and do something together. Even if it's just like going into the desert and taking a ride with these uh, buggies or whatever, um, or just having a, a lovely day on the beach together and, and celebrating your community. And then, of course, you can uh, level this up to, um, to another stage. So <clears throat> when I was again looking at, at these opportunities that basically this NFT community aspect has given to me, I thought, well, the Bored Ape Yacht Club includes the name Yacht. So let's build a nice experience on a yacht. Mm -hmm. And then looking at the market, what is currently happening, there are plenty, especially here in Dubai, there are plenty of crypto and NFT yacht parties and yacht events, uh, but they all follow the same structure. They all have uh, catering, food and beverages, uh, they have a DJ, maybe they have, um, I don't know, like a magician or something. Uh, but then basically it's, and, and, and most of them are selling tickets for it. Some of them might be even a little bit overpriced for what they're uh, delivering, my personal opinion. But again, coming back to if you have a community, you want to create an experience. Everything these days is about experiences and activations, mm -hmm. right? So if you have this theme of an ape um, on a yacht, you can have the DJ being an ape, you can have other projects that are involved with the ape theme. Uh, we even, uh, for the last event, we, we bought like uh, 20 or 30 banana pillows. Um, I, this takes me to my next question. What are your plans for this future blockchain yacht party? You mentioned some secrets and I want yeah. to spill the beans. Absolutely. So I'm personally super excited about this, especially because this year, uh, Future Blockchain Summit is still part of JITEX, the basically I think the biggest super conference in, in Dubai, especially if you're in crypto and AI. Um, there's Future Blockchain Summit, there's also AI everything. And me personally, I'm excited because Future Blockchain Summit is moving into the marina this year. Uh, the marina is close to the yachts, so it makes a lot of sense that we have another board ape yacht party directly next to the Future Blockchain Summit. And we want to create even um, a bigger experience this time. So uh, we want to emphasize on the Bored Ape Yacht community. 
probably my friend is going to DJ again with his uh, ape mask. Um, but we are not like copy pasting because I always also want to innovate and bring more stuff. Um, and then we also want to include other communities. So for example, we mentioned uh, World of Women. I'm trying to get in touch with them to also be part of the experience. If they are there, if they are bringing their community, if people from the community coming, I would um, everybody like encourage everyone who is in the community have some ideas. If you're in Dubai, if you're part of the community, uh, come to us, uh, hit us with ideas, and we can see what we can um, what we can make happen at the event. Uh, I want to include, uh, for example, Artifact Clonex, uh, which was one of my uh, first like passion communities that I joined, and and also other communities. Um, and then again, I think if we are in the marina, if we are at a new venue. Um, if AI is exciting, uh, Future Blockchain Summit, I think, is going to have a lot of exciting elements. Uh, I just recently spoke to somebody from the team, and they told me they want to build a particular uh, gaming section, right? Because mm -hmm. NFTs, crypto, gaming is a huge topic. Uh, Metaverse had kind of its peak, but I think it will come back also. So... Again, um, if we are creating um, from our side, if we are creating a nice experience, I think it can be really exciting for people to come to Dubai, experience it, and also for, uh, for projects to, to be there and like collaborate, uh, co-brand and build experiences um, together. And uh, I think uh, we had some guests also from the United States at our last event here. Mm -hmm. And they were pointing like, hey, do you want to come to uh, like uh, NFT Miami or there's like Bitcoin Miami? If you look at these events, it's not an event where there's a, a room full of people and then like two or five people are talking and then everybody needs to listen for the entire day. People start getting bored and then looking at their phones at some time. So it should be something more, again, looking at Miami and these interactive Something fun, right? It can be, you can connect to other people that have NFTs, that are interested in AI and crypto, uh, but in a fun way, these people uh, should connect. And once the thing is over, hopefully they have a great experience and wherever they go after this, they can share this experience and also keep it uh, within themselves then and hopefully come back and have better experience each time they come here. So are you saying that Future Blockchain Summit is going to have the sickest party out of all of them? Um, I'm not sure. I heard some rumors. <laughs> um, I mean, I can, because I, I will be hosting the Yacht Party, I can influence it, this a little bit myself. Um, but I know as a bored ape, my main priority is not to be boring. We are bored, mm -hmm. but not boring. I love that. So uh, I will do whatever is in my power to create the best uh, experience, to have uh, some kind of secret activations. Um, to have uh, yeah surprises, um, so yeah I can I cannot say much more, but there is a lot of things. And again, encourage I would encourage everyone, if you have ideas, if you want to be part of this, uh, you can be because that's the beauty of an NFT community. Uh, you don't have to ask anybody for permission. You're part of the community, so use that and also be part of it and and make things happen. So a little birdie told me that you are talking to um, an. AI robot that's particularly famous and trying to get her at Future Blockchain Summit. So I cannot uh, confirm or deny this, of course, but um, it is within the realms of possibilities that um, 
there is a particular AI robot which also happens uh, to have a connection into the crypto and blockchain space. I think her idea is to create the biggest uh, crypto-based AI marketplace so that AIs can kind of create its own uh, OpenSea or eBay in a sense. Um, and I'm, I'm trying my best to convince her to come here. Um, I think currently she's a little bit concerned about the, the hot weather, but I think towards future blockchain summit it's going to be really nice. And uh, I don't know, if, if we make her a nice offer, maybe she will sit here uh, next time we have a conversation with us. So what can we do as a community to bring this famous AI robot personality who also has a Saudi passport, hence, um, to future blockchain summit? Probably as a community, I mean, if we all like uh, text her or message her or whatever, then uh, the more people who approach her, maybe the more she's like really like, wow, I really have my community there. I need to be there for com my community. And then uh, we will um, actually see her here in uh, October. Set. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. <laughs> but we need all of you to make this happen. Okay, now for the final rapid fire, I want to know a quick 30 seconds. What are your expectations from Future Blockchain Summit this year? Future Blockchain Summit this year should be fun, exciting, should be something that surprises us and uh, which hopefully when we are there, we like, I hope this will never end. And then once it's over, we're like, oh, it's already over, but I had such a great time. That's overall. And of course, I want to meet good uh, people, I want to do networking and everything like that. So it's, it should be also on a professional level, but first of all, it should be just an awesome experience. Sounds a bit like Christmas. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. We look forward to that, counting the days. Okay, now what advice would you give to people looking to enter the space as investors? People who want to invest uh, into the space, uh, obviously, Depends what type of investor are you? Are you a private person? Are you a huge VC? Uh, what what kind of money like again? I would say the the mantra that has been taught to us by the crypto space Always uh, invest only the money that you are able to afford to lose uh, Do your own research DYOR um, Ask around some people uh, but also don't be afraid right So look into these projects uh, get into the communities, ask questions, see if there is a real community or not. This usually helps a lot, uh, connect to other people. And then uh, also be a little bit aware maybe of market cycles. Uh, I'm using ChatGPT, for example, to like ask like, what is the Bitcoin halving cycle and to understand also some macro uh, and microeconomics of the thing. Okay. And what advice would you give to entrepreneurs in the space? Entrepreneurs, uh, right now is the time to build. Uh, I mean, we are the bear market. Uh, it's always a great time to build. Uh, next Bitcoin halving is in March uh, next year. So in the past, I mean, past doesn't predict the future, but in the past, always this kicked off a new uh, bull run, a new cycle of adoption. So absolutely, now is the time to build. If you have any ideas, uh, don't think about it too long. Just start building prototypes, uh, iterate it, and, and make something nice for the rest of the world. Exciting stuff. Okay, well, thank you so much, Nino, for coming in. Uh, it's been a pleasure speaking to you, yep. and I look forward to my custom-made banana. <laughs> 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 thank you, Nish, for having me here. Yeah, Pleasure. I hope I will come back, and uh, maybe we can discuss some other topics as well in the future and have another guest or multiple guests with us as well. I look forward to that.
Thanks a lot. But we need support. <laughs>